Welcome to your mom's house with your hosts, Tom Segura and Christina Pajitsky. Mom? Pull up your jeans, boy. Pull them up tight. Put your red up his shit. I live your whole life blind. Bite! Sex stop, brown talk. You better wipe down. Don't hesitate to listen to the mommies with the crown. Wipe down, or is it wipe up? Oh my god, seriously, fill her up a sailor shot. Oh yeah, and that's gooder than a bitch. I'll be flossing my T28 inch rim. My teeth be all be shining, man. Hunky ass white. Who just bought it? Was that the yo man? All I know is pipes. Hey, buddy, guess who it is, man? It be top dog spread the knowledge all about the shits. Mommy T and Mommy C, flexing all the good as guests, watching clips and talking shit, the mommy is the best. But I want to say this once before the shout, man, mommy's for life, fuck being a bro, go. <laughs> Alright, there you go, man. Again, I love it, I love it so much. This is from Plum. Um, I wish we could like link to, if this is you, Plum, that made this, that sent this to us. Give us a shout out, um, a website or anything if you want. Yeah, uh, I would love to direct, direct people. people to you. Um, he sounds like a real black guy. Is that what you think? Do you think he's a real black guy? No. Uh-uh. Really? I, you know I've got the ear for this. No, That's not, true. This no. is your field of expertise. What do you think, Yosh? Is that a black guy singing? Um, it, I don't know. I can't tell, actually. Yeah. Well, what is a real black guy thing? Well, it's interesting you should ask. We have a whole segment where we do Tom or Black. It's a huge part of our show. Like, yeah. Oh, I want to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> well, That'd be great. Well, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll, play, we'll do that in a little so, bit. So, mommies, if you're in Omaha, Nebraska, come see me at the Omaha Funny Bone August 1st through 4th. And if you haven't done it, August 16th, if you live in Houston, come see us. Do your mom's house podcast live at Fitzgerald's. And then August 17th, we're going to be in Dallas at the Curtain Club. Now, Jeans, we're going to be doing the podcast live. Live, in front of an audience. In front of you guys. For complete with drops, audio, um, a special guest in uh, Houston, possibly one in Dallas. Um, it's going to be a really fun fun atmosphere to be at. And tickets are already going pretty quick. They're going quick. Um, Get them if, now. If you're in, in Houston or Dallas, scoop it up, man. Yeah, don't delay. And then um, August 22nd through 24th, the Comedy Spot Comedy Club, Scottsdale, Arizona. And then let's go to September. September 4th through 7th, Cap City Comedy Club in Austin, Texas. Come see your mommy. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Jeans? Uh, let's see. This weekend, uh, I'm going to be actually in Seattle with Joe Rogan, which will be a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, if you're in Seattle, I'll be there at the Moore Theater the 26th. I'm going to the fights the next day, UFC fights. Um, then I come back in Richmond, Virginia, August 1st through 4th. Uh, Scottsdale, Stand Up Scottsdale, August 8th through 10th. Of course, the live podcasts in Houston and Dallas on the 16th and 17th of August. I added Philadelphia. I'm doing Helium's August 29th through the 31st. And I just also added McGuire's in Long Island, New York, mm. September 5th through the 7th. So, that is what's up. Any place you want to talk no, about she. coming up? Um, I don't think I have any dates coming up. No? Okay. All right. I can't remember. It only took a couple of drops of alcohol to 
making me forget things. Okay, perfect. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> well, you're also combining it with Red Bull. You just downed a whole can of Red Bull, and now you're drinking beer. What do you think that's going to do? It's going to be a good podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready to start the show? I'm ready. Let's do it, man. Go to Buckingham Palace as well. Your reaction to the news? Oh, very exciting. Very, very exciting. Uh, what hoping for a boy? You know, I had the news. The news said black boy. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel. 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 We want Very excited about it. <laughs> this shit is big time. Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother into this. Your mom in the fucking stand. Welcome. Welcome to your mom's house with Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Christina Pajitsin. Welcome to your mom's house. Oh man. That's my favorite part of the royal you, baby. I like that intro. <laughs> I really love it. Do you know what um what that clip was? Could you figure it out? No. It was um so basically, I mean, I'm sure you seem like the kind of guy, from how I know you, that you were probably just absolutely stuck to your television and computer the last few days, monitoring when the baby boy was going to be born in England. The I know royal child. You're a very big fan of the monarchy. Um, so this was an interview <laughs> on the streets with one of the thousands of people lined up, and they were just putting the microphone in front of people like, what do you think? How do you feel? And the lady was like, I'm so excited it was a boy. And then this guy, he had a, like a Dutch accent yeah, or he something. Yeah, he wasn't, I don't think he's He English. wasn't British, no. Yeah. And he goes, I heard it was a black boy. <laughs> and then they were all like, <laughs> they just, they didn't react for a few, like yeah. a couple seconds. Straight. Like, here it is. It's like, so one more great. It's so great. Okay, the Buckingham Palace as well. Your reaction to the news? Oh, oh, very exciting. Very, very exciting. Uh, what hoping for a boy? You know, I had it. Yeah, the news is a black boy. Very exciting. Very exciting. We're just so excited. It's a boy. Um, we should uh, point out again that our, our guest is one of the greatest guests. Uh, possibly the greatest guest to ever appear on our show of everybody uh, podcast Stop history it. let's say absolutely in podcast history this guy absolutely kills it uh your episodes have been downloaded more than any other episode mm-hmm. we've ever put up mm-hmm. including those of people who are pretty well known you t- you trump well, them that's the kind of fire give it up for yoshi yoshi obayashi oh, everybody let them fucking hear it I, I like women's pussy and asshole that's the best part um <laughs> I hate my voice. <laughs> I think I cheated, though. How'd you cheat? Well, I mean, all those Asian people in China. I mean, that's they're, true. They're, you know, come on. <laughs> they see that tag and they're like, "Who's this Who's fucking that? Yoshi guy?" Um, so we've been we've been in touch recently. We you know we direct message each other, we text each other, sure. and, we, and we were um, we tried uh, scheduling stuff. And then um, last week, I got into Toledo. I went to do the Funny Bone there. And somebody there was like, did you hear Yoshi's appearance? <laughs> somebody on- told you that? Yes. A, a, a comic. Like, just like, he was just random. Didn't even know that I knew you, really. Was like, did you hear Yoshi on Talking Shit with Eddie Ift? And I was like, no. And he goes, it's amazing. And I was like, all right. Well, I was, I was just being racist. <laughs> well, you weren't. I don't know if you were. Well, all right. Know. Well, let's examine I don't know. the evidence. I just think the Jews are great. <laughs> That's not racist. 
That's fine. It's very I made OJ in 1988. Did I do it? Fuck. Here's a fucking one mean nigger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one. What? <laughs> Tell us about meeting OJ. Huh. Oh, that story. So I, I went to El Camino Community College in 1988, right after I graduated from Torrance High. Uh-huh. So summer of it, I had nothing to do. I wasn't even working. And... Um, HBO or Showtime, they're filming some football comedy over the summer. He was there with a bunch of Raiders cheerleaders or something, uh-huh. or cheerleaders. And, um, you know, I'm a football fan. So yeah. It was great to see him. But um, I went up and went, I don't know why. I went and shook his hands and shook his hands. And I couldn't believe how big his were hands. His hands. Mm. I mean, there's mm. no way those two people had a chance. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I'm assuming he. <laughs> He iron shipped those two people, right? So um, he had a motive. He had the strength to do it. You know, he, I, I just think everybody knew he was guilty. Yeah. It just, I think the black people and people, uh, other people in LA, they were trying to punish LAPD, trying to frame a guilty man. Right. You know, it was not necessary, but th- that kind of shit's been going on. So I think OJ got away with it because of that. But uh, right, right. anyway, I shook his hands, humongous hands. And, How about uh, his cock? Did you see? Oh, wow. I don't know, but can he, you imagine? Yeah, oh my I god, mean, he would have been starting my uh, previous uh, inter- uh, business. But a bunch of cheerleaders showed up. He just kind of oh, and he took off, and uh, yeah, that was the last time I saw him. And interesting enough, Suge Knight went to El Camino Community College too in '85. Mm. Remember Suge Knight? Really? Yeah. So. Then he went to UNLV. I thought. He went right. two years to El Camino Community College because they have a very good football program. And then he went to UNL. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Hmm. I remember, um, it's funny you mentioned the hands. I remember I met Eric Dickerson oh. and shook his hands and Michael Irvin. And both of them, the thing that I remember the most, well, first of all, I'm a, I met both guys well into their retired mm-hmm. years and they were in phenomenal physical condition like they look like they could like they could have played the day i met them oh sure and their hands wrapped around my hand like their fingers were touching as they were shaking my hand i met brett Favre too and, and i shook his hands and he probably had the biggest hands brett of Favre all. did yeah really hmm. i was embarrassing i my, yeah. my hand just went through his you know <laughs> it's crazy i met jonathan ogden Oh, and um, he he didn't even shake. Well, my what hand. is it? Offensive line for Baltimore Ravens, right? He was. Yeah, he's yeah. a Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah. he's, you know, he's first ballot. left guard or something. Like tackle, that? tackle. Yeah, yeah. and um, one of the greatest tackles sure. of all time. He's six ten, and he played at like three thirty, three forty. I mean, just picture that six ten, three hundred thirty pound guy. When I went to shake his hand, he purposely grabbed my fingers yeah. and just held my fingers was like like you like, like when baby. you meet a when you meet a child and you just go like oh you don't really shake their hand that's how he shook my hand it was pretty ridiculous yeah he as you know most offensive line especially left tackles have high IQ like yeah. it's, it's one of the smart position yeah people don't give him a lot of credit yeah. but football players uh, against the stereotype i think they would be smarter than other i definitely think they're smarter than basketball and baseball players yeah for you to remember all those positions, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and schemes and things like that. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, there's, there's uh, exceptions. You sure. Know. Jamarcus Russell's a box of rocks. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that. But Everybody knows that. Who's Jamarcus? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamarcus Russell was a, a quarterback who went number one. This, For Raiders? This, you can, yeah. The you Raiders. can get this. Oh. Number one. Hmm. Like, that's the most valuable pick. They're like, out of everybody available, 
we're taking you. We have the first pick. We can pick anybody. And he lasted a couple years. You're talking forty to fifty million dollar guarantee. Oh yeah. my god! And they um That's like so basically crazy. he was so dumb and lazy. <laughs> That uh, he was that out of the sucks. league within a couple of years. He's trying to get back in the league now. Now, have there ever been any Asian football players? Oh, yeah. Uh, that Nguyen that for Nguyen. Dallas hmm. Cowboy. I think it was Vietnamese. Yeah, uh, he was yeah. a linebacker. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of half. There was a guy who played for New Orleans in one Super Bowl. He was adopted. Well, I guess he was white, but he was adopted by uh, Jap- Japanese parent. He went to Cleveland. Remember, he was one of the guys accused by a commissioner for purposely trying to hurt players when he played for New Orleans. Oh yeah, and he uh, uh, he has uh, the Asian guy. No, he's, he's a white guy. He's white, but oh. he was raped by Japanese Americans, and uh, he was vindicated later on hmm. that uh, he didn't do anything wrong. But um, hmm. yeah, what was that guy's name? Do you remember that guy? He just retired, but he played for Cleveland the last couple of seasons. Now, but what sport are Asians great at? Golf? Ping pong. Ping pong. That's right. <laughs> That's but right. is that true? Is that is Eddie that Coe. like a myth? Because that was the Olympics, right? Like they're like olympically good at ping pong. Well, in China, you, they don't really give you freedom. If they catch you early on, you're good at something, they basically force you to play that sport. No <sighs> option at all. Really? I mean, same thing with Soviet and East Germany, yes, right? They, yes, They find a girl, six foot five, they're going to say, well... That's it, you're playing basketball, basketball for the team. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You think Yao was just like, they're like, you are playing ball. <laughs> Even if you can't. Have you seen pictures of his parents? Yeah, they're monsters. M- monsters. Yeah. I mean, literally monsters. <laughs> yeah. Freakishly tall and, you know, basically... Well, what's the options? You either follow that route where government take care of everything yeah. or you do a shitty job for the rest of your life. Of course, you're just going to go to any opportunity that they give it to you. So, oh, man. But, I mean, I don't think he complained. He was good at it. I think he liked what he did. But, yeah. Um, at it least sucks you, to live in China, though, huh? It would be nice to visit, but I definitely don't yeah, want to live there. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to live in China. I want someone to tell me what to do. Because they'd see me and they'd be like, obviously, she's an athlete. Yeah. She's probably, would you guess, a, a big quarterback or something? She'd be a quarterback. Yeah, I think I'd be like, this bitch is playing quarterback. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd force me on the team. Yeah. And then. Yeah, you're very, very into sports. Muscular, athletic. Yeah. It's, um, so it's, you, didn't, you didn't play any sports in no. high school? Tennis. Like tennis. Like yeah, tennis. there you go. But you said yeah. it's a ten- you dismiss it like it's not a sport. It's a crazy great sport. I enjoyed sport. it quite a, a lot because yeah. it's not a team sport. I don't like team efforts. I don't like relying I on other people. I think tennis is great. It's yeah. a great sport. It's you against one other bitch, and you fucking destroy that person. And I really like that. I don't like relying on people. How know? much did you play? Like a high school and college? Or? Just high school. No, yeah. college I took up drinking and smoking. <laughs> What about you? Did you play sports? Yes. Cross country and um, you were cross country. Oh. Yeah, I did LA Marathon nineteen eighty eight. Damn, you did it in eighty eight. I, I was in high school. How um how good were you at running the mile in high school? Oh, not that good. I I think I got four fifty eight or something like what? that. What I got no. like fifteen minutes. Four fifty eight. <laughs> that's really. And good. you're acting like that's not good. No, because there was kids who were doing like. Four twenty. I mean, but Yoshi, that's you know that's better than yeah. like ninety nine percent of the population. I can't do that now. That's impossible. Well, yeah, but I mean, you did it in your athletic prime. Maybe, maybe exactly five minutes, but uh, that's really that's slow good. for kids competing at varsity level. Uh, I'm, I was always like, you know, you know, you have cross country, you have eight guys running, you take scores of top five. My job was. Uh, if I finish it earlier than other te- uh, other teams, their numbers go high. So, like, if you 
Oh. Or one of your guys finish first, you only score one point. So, and then if your second runner finished like a third, that's four points. You want to have a smallest number as possible, the first five runners in your team. Oh. So, so if I'm sixth, seventh, eighth runner, I could still hurt the other team by finishing before their uh, top five. Oh, so are you thinking that the whole time? Or are you like trying to figure out? Well, I mean, I, I, I know um, when I look at my teammates where I'm at and when we were running against Palace Birdies, those, those those guys were always killing us. Rich kids. Rich kids, but they live in those hills, mm. and they're running those hilly area all mm. the time. So when we competed them, like, yeah, they had way more gas than How we did. How nice is Palos Verdes? It's oh. incredible. It's Heaven on earth. Incredible. You, did you, ever, you went to the high school like to compete? Torrance High. But, but uh, I mean, like, you, you've been to? to yeah, Palos. it's really nice. My God. We even competed with Beverly Hills High School. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it just like. Torrance, it might as well be ghetto compared mm-hmm. to that school in 88. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had a, like, they had a TV studio and a radio studio. Like, oh we didn't have God. anything like that, you know? Yeah. But I feel like PV is the hidden one. Like, people don't know. Like, everyone knows Beverly Hills sure. and Bel Air, but Palos Verdes is incredible. That's like incredible. real fuck you money. I yeah. Think. It really I'm not is. sure what they do for a living. I don't know if those are Hollywood people. Some of them are. Or Some like of them are business. Old money, yeah. real estate. White, like old white people that have been established. Yeah. Some it. guy built his house into the hill mm. because uh, he wanted some crazy house. And they were like, you know, there's all these zoning rules. Like, you can't build that up like the way you want to. And he was like, that's cool. I'll build it into the mountain. Yeah. So he built it in there. It took 13 years. Wow. And um, now I love when people do it. They build it and they're like, yeah, I want to sell it now. I was like, Jesus Christ. It took you a decade and a half yeah, man. to build this house. And he's selling it for like $55 million. That's so crazy. That's in, and that's in Palace Breeze. Yeah. I, I keep hearing about that place. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, it's insane. I saw a photo. They have a photo gallery. It's the stupidest thing you've ever seen. Hmm. And it's built, like I said, into the side of the mountain. It's not really, it's not built up. Sure. Because his whole thing was like, well, there's no zoning laws about building into the mountain. I think people were like, yeah, how are you going to do that? And he was like, I have $500 million. And they're like, oh, oh. all right, that's But then you that. can you sell, like, the resale on that? Like, you know, I watch those property shows, and, like, the, the athletes will be like, yeah, I built, like, five stripper poles in this house. Yeah. There's a room from a sneakers. Is that an Asian in. guy? It's definitely, yeah, that's yeah. my Asian accent. Yeah. Is that for sneaker here? Is that good? Yeah. Yoshi? Okay. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And then you can't resell that place because the asshole put in like five stripper oh, bowls. I know, I know. And a place for his sneakers. I put my, I, put, I play basketball for the Lego. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment, options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. 
Hims.com slash YMH. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming. I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting to something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, uh, Yoshi, sidebar. Were you offended when that story broke of the, remember no. the, the airplane that crashed? No. Because, you know, we had some very... Also on the plane crash, KTV has just learned the names of the four pilots who were on board the flight. They are Captain Sum Ting Wong, Wee Too Low, Ho Li Fook, and Bang Ding Ow. Hmm. Hmm. How do you feel about that? My cousin <laughs> is visiting me right now from Japan. Oh, from Korea. He lived in Japan and Korea. He landed same time by Asiana, but in LA. So, you know, so the, that plane landed in San Francisco, crashed. Mm-hmm. The, he's landing in LA at the same time. Jesus. My families in Asia they didn't know the difference between San Francisco and LA. <laughs> oh my so god! So they thought he was dead or whatever, which is hilarious. I, you know, <laughs> I wish he was dead because it would have been funnier act for me. But anyway, um, <laughs> interesting. They left like between four to five hundred texts, email, because they were just panicking the whole time, oh, and he, he didn't have access to you know he didn't know what was going on. But um, yeah, they thought he was dead. So they, oh my god, they like try, like crying, traumatized. Yeah, his mother. I mean, they were just they they really thought he was dead or seriously injured because oh. they didn't understand why he wasn't calling calling them back. So, so make yourself useful, you stupid, dumb, fucking cock sucking motherfucker. Send a text back or something, right? <laughs> Is that from Idiot? So yeah, that's fired you. Up. I can't remember. I was so drunk on the second one. Oh, that's so amazing. What were you so fired up about? Do you remember? That I can tell you, yeah. and actually, I wanted. To, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, you were fired up because you have an uncle and a cousin who shot themselves. Oh, I, I, yeah. I talk about this before them. Oh, that's right. I, I said, you know how Asian people have grocery stores, they have guns, and protect their property or whatever. They're just yeah. terrible. You're supposed to shoot the customers, not yourself. That was my point oh. of that thing. But did your uncle and cousin? Shoot themselves at the same time, or no, separately. Separately, they yeah. committed suicide. Yeah, um, uh, here in the states, or no? Yeah, my uncle. Well, we call him uncle, but he was living with my aunt. But that was eighty, oof, 83, 80, 82, 83. 
around then. And your cousin? Ten years ago. Ten, ten years ago, September this year. Here wow. also? No, just Seattle. In Seattle? He, 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 did it, he did it like maybe two weeks or a week after my dad. Two weeks after my dad. Died? Yeah. Really? Well, my dad killed... Well, that's what the cops said. He killed himself, and my cousin shot himself in the chest. In the chest? Jesus. Yeah, he tried to kill himself, what, um, 15, 20 years ago? We had to go to his apartment because the cops called us, and um, he basically told the landlord he had a gun. And the cops went in, and they finally convinced him to not to do it. Wow. And... uh, the funny thing was he was complaining for two weeks he can't get his gun back. I wonder why, because he tried to shoot yourself. But ten, I think about 10 years after that incident, he finally did it. And uh, the neighbor heard the sound, and they thought, I don't know, flat tire or something. They didn't realize he was dead. Wow. Uh, and uh, autopsy said that he was alive for a while. Ugh. He just bled to death. Yeah. Then he's, he's one of his best friends. Then hear from him for like a day or two. So he finally went over to his house. They found he he he. Uh, Jesus, man. he found him there. Um, Were no, you guys close? Yeah, he was the only one in my family I could really talk to. Mm. Oh man, yeah, that's sad. He shot himself in the chest. Yeah. Oh, Julian was great. He, I I know in the, you know, LA riots and shit like that, where, you know, the Koreans. And blacks didn't get along, yeah. which is sad because if you look at their history, each histories, they're victims of oppressors, right? Very yeah. sad that you know it doesn't work out. Um, but my cousin Julian, his last name is Bong, B-O-N-G. So he he changed his first name Korean into Julian Bong because that African civil rights movement leader was Julian Bong. So my my cousin was pretty progressive. He he won you know racial harmony, and mm-hmm. he's one of the few one in my family that's actually not racist at all. Mm-hmm. Because I have people like that in my family. They say stuff that's just. I mean, I'll say it jokingly, yeah, and yeah. I'll say it in front of the black community and whatnot. But when my family, only reason why they don't say the word nigger because they didn't know that word. If they knew it, they <laughs> would have used it. So who do they hate in your family? Who are they racist against most? It's it's not like hate, but like they just you know how inferiority complex they think they're they've been oppressed by other people. Sure. So there's the Disney. The Koreans. It, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm born in Japan. I have Japanese name, but my mm-hmm. family ethnic ethnic mm-hmm. Koreans, and may, maybe because they've been oppressed for so long by so yeah. many different groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the Mongols, the Chinese, the Japanese, Russians, and Americans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my family, some of my family member had this attitude about a certain racial group that they have no right to feel that negative feelings but it's, right. it's everything through tv and in movies but like who do they hate the most like let's run through it who who's the worst well you know my aunt used to say stuff about jews and like i didn't mm, even know about the, the jews. jews really i, I approve mean, jews Jews. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's so funny the jews are well, universally gonna, hated that's why i like them I love the Jews. Personally, I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood. Yeah. I, my best friend, Jenny, is a Jew. No problem. I just Jews. think the Jews are great. <laughs> but uh, they're so, they're Tom, so hated. So nice? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they're so hated by so much of the world. Why do you think that is? They really are. They are universally hated. Yeah, and it'd be interesting history. to get a, a, a perspective on that from somebody who's from another part of the world. Well, I, I, I just think... Well, for, for one thing, most Asian people admire Jewish people, I think. If, really? If they've been honest. Because they have so many things, similarities. Nagging mothers, mm-hmm. very true in both both races. Mm-hmm. Um, 
emphasis on on education for mm-hmm. sure. Yes, definitely. And if you look at last century, it's inter- isn't it interesting that three of the biggest minds you have Einstein, mm-hmm. Sigmund Freud, Karl Marx. Those three had hum- massive influence on humanity, right? Right. Yeah. S- Sigmund Freud, you know, the, the interior of your mind and mm-hmm. your soul and all that stuff. Karl Marx. I mean, half the world used to live under his system. Right. And Einstein. I mean, you know, the, yeah. the whole universe opened up because sure. of him. So. And what is it like? Twenty-five to one-third of Nobel prizes winners are Jewish people. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. There's not even one percent. I don't think a population. They're right. representing almost twenty-five to thirty percent. So do you, do you think it's jealousy? Do you think that people are jealous of the Jews' prosperity? I'm sure there's intelligence? a lot. Of, I think there's a lot of that. The comedians, many of the great comedians, Jews are funny. Oh, look at that. We see eye to eye on this. Yosh, you knew. Oh, my God. We're making the same arguments. Jews are funny. Yeah, yeah. We have the same point of view on this. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, Jews and Muslims don't get along, but right. you, you show me top funniest Muslim versus top, funny, top 10 funniest oh, true. Jews. I don't think Muslims really have a chance. Any, any Muslim close. comedians? It's not even. It's not even. There are Muslims, of course. Yeah, they're they're Aaron funny, Cater? and there's funny ones. But I'm talking about like if he's saying if you put the top ten top, of all yeah. time on oh, each side, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. You, you have what? Uh, Woody Allen. Can you think anyone who who had a huge influence in comedy in the last fifty years like Woody Allen? No, no. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I mean, he 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 act, he direct, he produce, he write, he plays. fucked his stepdaughter. <laughs> See, also he loves Asian. Asians also right there. Asian. Yeah, he does. That's right. Mark Zuckerberg to, to married me. a Chinese girl. You there know, you right? It, it, uh, it's very, they're very compatible. Woody Allen, mm-hmm. who's, I mean, as far as influence, Seinfeld, who had a bigger influence on television comedy than Seinfeld? Larry David has Larry another David. big one. David's a Jew. David Tell, who we're all fans David of. We Tell's talked about before. Jew. He's a Jew. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is a Jew. Jew. What's his name? What's his name that died in the car accident? Hungarian Jew. Oh, there's so many. Schimmel. Oh, right? he didn't die in a car accident. Did he die in a yeah, car accident? Yeah, he died in a car accident. I thought he just died from death. No, from you're cancer. right. Oh, shit. His daughter, his daughter was driving them back out yeah. of Vegas. Yeah. They were avoiding oh. some uh, obstacle. That's how Sam Kinison died. Yeah. Hungar- but he's a... He's Hungarian. Yeah, his parents oh, yeah. Uh, were in the Holocaust. Yeah. Um, another Jew. Um well, and comedian. I'm not saying it's go an endless list. I'm, I'm not going. I'm not saying go bash Muslims. I'm not saying no, at all. no. Well, I but hate it, the Muslims. It, 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 so, oh my God. <laughs> but in terms of like, I'm racist against them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just amazed by them, and you know, I, I, I don't know. They, I'm, I've always got along with them, so I, I don't have an issue with them. Yeah, you know? no. And, uh, I, love but I do think they're, they're they're very funny. But it is interesting that. The universal hatred or whatever. Historical who, hatred. Who, though, to go back to your other question, if you were to ask, like, your family, who would they trash the most? They don't trash. Or but don't like or whatever, however you want to put there it. There were definitely a couple of my... Uh, with my mom, it's, she was not... A, I have to give her credit, even though I don't get along with my mom. She's never, like, a racial thing. It's always class thing with her. Mm. Mm-hmm. She'd rather be rich and doesn't want to be associated with poor, even though we're poor. Right. So, you know, it's a class thing with her. But rest of my family, they just had a, like... Like, I had, I had a very close black friends when I was a kid. And my family, some of the family members had a superiority attitude mm-hmm. toward my friend's family. Yeah. But my friend's family, my friend Fred, all of them went, like, 
you know, um, Brown University, Ivy League. This one's worked for Microsoft. This other one's professor at Purdue. And, like... Super educated. They're just super educated, super amazing. Uh, yeah. and, and look at my family. I went to jail. I have bad credit. <laughs> I almost beat somebody to death. Uh, on and on. You know, it's just... Yeah, yeah. But why they still have their superiority feelings? Just because they have different skin from you? It's really weird, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't get it. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Now, who hates the whites the most, do you think? Black people? I mean, they have good cause. I think it's more they're afraid of white people. Like, oh. when Eddie Ift... Oh, that's interesting. I think Eddie Ift um, uh, tweeted, like, this was the most disturbing episode, whatever. <laughs> yeah. About when he was talking about me. Yeah. Like, do you even know white history? Like, don't, don't point a finger at me and say... That you're disturbing. Disturbing. Because yeah. All I did was talk just a bunch of crazy stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, I know he's joking too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, well, this is this episode. I mean, we're essentially talking about your appearance on that show, mm-hmm. and we should point out that a lot of a lot of your I'm shocked when you when you told me about it, like why, why I was surprised you had t- even time to listen to other episodes podcast shows. You know? Yeah, and no, I listened to it. I listened to it um, in the hotel part of it. But the thing is, what I want to point out to people is mm-hmm. that. Your appearance on Steve Hofstetter's episode yeah. is what I'm talking about yeah, more yeah. so than because because that one you'd been drinking heavily. Yeah, you, you'd already done your episode. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't I didn't listen to your episode. I listened to Steve's because I was told to listen to you on that one. That one, yeah, because once yeah. again, yeah, I fucked a girl with no arms and uh, one leg. Yeah, yeah, so no arms like, and one leg. Mm-hmm. No arms. That's kind of interesting. Well, that's neat. How do you meet a girl with no Different arms? Different brothels, and you know, um, they're cheaper. Is that right? They're discounted because they're sure. they're kind they're of less desirable. They're, they're ding. The cans <laughs> yeah. are dented, huh? Less yeah. desirable. Sure, they are. Well, for it, some might say less desirable. Some might say highly desirable because it's depending unique. on your. Yeah, it's very unique. Sure. How would this. you spell that? U n i q u e e. So uh, where, but which brothel in what country would one meet a woman with no arms and one I leg? I think I saw her Germany, but there's so many in Germany. It's it's been legal for the last eleven years. Um, prostitution. Yeah, I, I would I would say I was gonna guess like maybe India or something. You would see a lot of amputee or have you have you have you done that kind of brothel? No, I don't think I would do places like India or Mexico. Why not? Yeah. Why not India? Why? Because I don't think that, at least in places like Germany, Germans are really good about following rules and, and following a certain minimum amount of health uh-huh. um, requirements. Girls get checked. Oh, and condom only. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
But during the Comic Con, went to Tijuana three or four nights in a row hmm. for prostitutes. Yeah, how was it? Hey, let's talk about it. It was great. It was great. Wait a minute. Do you remember clearly where you, like the whole thing about the girl with no arms and one leg? Do you remember like like were you were you aroused, curious, turned off by I'm saying first seeing this person? I th- I think it might have been like a t- end of the night. Most girls were just retiring. I was running uh-huh. out of option and like. Uh, you know, I got to pick something. Was she like, <laughs> was she confident or like sad? Was she leaning in the doorway? Would you bet her? How do you she's, find her? She's on, she's already on the bed. Laying on the bed? Yeah. In oh. a brothel. Like, do you remember the country? You Germany. It was Germany? Germany. And you walk in and she's like, look, this is the way it is. Like, <laughs> she didn't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't remember how much I paid, but it wasn't a lot. Uh huh. And, yeah. Were you like imagine the ass dick in the pussy? Uh-huh. You the nasty girl, ain't Like that? <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> was she particular? Would she let you do anything, or was she very rules oriented? No, it it was. Uh, it was just S and F, suck and fuck. That's S&F. about it. Oh, uh, that's what they call that. Yeah. That's lingo. Or she she said if I pay extra money. CIM, which is come in mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I'm curious. You know, you you're, you're you're a woman, but you're also a comedian. So, what do sure. you think? What do you? I mean, this is I don't know if I ever asked in that previous episode because I, I'm just amazed by both of you, married, both stand up comic, and you guys make this thing work really well. I, I I think it's really hard. I really think it's hard for two comedians to be really. I think so. Why? Yeah, what about it would bother you? No, no, not necessarily with me. Right, but I'm but, saying... But, well, it's... Well, poor dog. Super, You guys are super competitive. Right? Not necessarily you two, but, I mean, when you're a couple and you're in the same business, mm-hmm. you know, um, isn't that isn't there a sense of competitive feeling to it? There, the, we've or one person's doing better than other at that moment and whatnot? Um, no. No. I mean, we've met... I've, I know, and Christina knows, we know couples mm-hmm. like that. And I, I've, I've actually been told, like, the guy was like, oh, man, I was so pissed when I found out she got into this festival. Oh, I remember that. Guy. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, man. But I view it, honestly, not that way. And that happens all the time. Like... Well, that's you know, why you guys are able to make it work, right? Yeah, like she goes, uh, I got into this festival, I'm working this club. I'm like, oh, I've never worked that club. But mm-hmm. we kind of approach it like, um, oh, you never worked that club? I'll, I'll, I'll drop your name a bunch this weekend. Yeah, like we help each we other help get each other what the other one wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, and also the way I see it is we share a bank account. So like when one of us prospers, it's actually just coming back to the family. It's like, really, yeah, it really yeah. is. I mean, I love when... Um, and I believe you. Yeah. I'm just yeah. telling you... It's it, this is not the norm. I guess not. But, it's but, not the norm. But you know something, though, Yoshi. I don't think Tommy and I get all of our worth from showbiz. Mm-hmm. I think that we have a, a life outside of it that we're pretty content and happy with. You know, I think when you put all your that's stock why I don't it, understand why you guys are comics then, because you guys are normal people. <laughs> oh, right. no, I'm not being no. I'm not being ironic no, no, no. or sarcastic. I see at all. shrink once a week to deal mm-hmm. with it. Like I have a ton of mommy issues. Mm-hmm. Like I fucking hate my mom, and I deal with that. But I just manage hmm. it. Another thing, we have something in common. <laughs> yeah, right. But we manage it. It doesn't mean we're we're not perfect by any right. means. But we try to. Only the other one that I know of, um, well, Voss and Bonnie, and to some extent, when I used to uh, hang out with Hepburn and his uh, wife, but, Lynn. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, 
But other than that, I just thought, who? How does it work? You know? Yeah, I think it. I think the dynamic has to be right between the two people. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if you put me in a situation with a certain, a different woman, maybe that would take place. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, it happens to be the chemistry of the two people makes it so that it's like that. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. if you had married somebody else, that other dynamic would take would place. Be shitty. Yeah. But I also don't think you and I want identical things. I think that's like usually that's jealousy true. happens when somebody same. gets yeah. something that you really want. Right. But right. I don't think Tom and I have that many overlapping desires Desi- yeah. in showbiz. So it kind of works. What, what do you we're want? happy for each other. Yeah, honestly, right now I'm kind of deciding on that. Quite honestly, I love being a comic. I'm going to be a comedian forever, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm in limbo, mm-hmm. so I can't, I can't answer it. But I like this. I love doing our podcast. Sure. You guys are good at it. Thank you. Yeah. But back to your Tijuana well, but, 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 but But what about you? Ideally, what would you like? Ideally? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like doing stand-up. I do like that part sure. of it. And I think I'll probably do that, continue to do that, you know? Um, I've always just liked, I really just liked the, the movies, man. So I think even though I've never been in a movie. Sure. That's like a, something I've always, you know, I, I auditioned for them and continue to not get them. <laughs> but that's stuff I like. So I probably would say that's what I would want. Every time uh, I, I think about you, I always think about a sitcom with you and Burt Kreischer. Oh, that'd be yeah. great, wouldn't yeah. it? God. Like yeah. you guys would be brothers. Um, yeah. Or he could, he could play my dad. <laughs> that would be great. It's like 40 years older than me. You know what? I take it back. I don't. I want to host a show, but a good show. You know what I mean? Like sure. Ellen's show, but better. Like really fun. Oh, interesting. Talk Wouldn't show. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I'd like a talk show for women. Here's the difference, That'd though. be fun and cool. Christina is com- really comfortable being herself. I don't like to act. On camera, and I don't like being myself. Yeah. On interesting. camera. Like I don't like I don't like that at all. Like she's a total natural. Like if they throw a camera on, they're like, "What's going on?" And we we you know we've been places where there's like, "Oh, there's a camera here," and they're like, "Who are you got?" You know, whatever they they're talking to us, and sure. I shut down, and she's totally natural. Yeah. Um, but then that's I, why you guys are so compatible. You're right. Maybe if you if, if you're both want the same thing, that's a problem. That's right. a tri- tricky. But Tommy's a great actor. You'll be in movies, Jeans. No, I don't know about that. But I, I that's be. the stuff. But I mean, honestly, what I like. I see. Yeah. 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 What I about- mean, I'd rather be a character. You know what I mean? I'd rather play a role than be myself. It's doable, Yosh. You just have to find someone that's like... He doesn't want to find someone. Oh, he doesn't want to. No. Sorry, never mind. No. But I also think that our issues match. Mm-hmm. Like Tommy and I... Yeah, that's why couples work. Is because unconsciously, your bullshit matches their bullshit. Sure. You don't even know it until years and years later. Right. And you're that's like, true. oh, you got that. Oh, shit. That's why yeah, we... Yeah, we were talking about how we started. Connect. Remember? We're yeah. like every, yes. The, the, uh, the stars were aligned. The stars like, were aligned. Our shit... And our our dramas and our anxieties and insecurities all were able to work this way. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, we're just lucky that. But you just you didn't know that until years later, right? Yeah, right. But you you had a a gut feeling like the gut is the part. I know this is a perfect match. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't think you go. My gut wasn't this is a perfect match. My gut is I'm drawn to this person. Mm -hmm. You don't know why, and you don't know that's the gut part. (laughs) And then later on, you go. Oh, this uh, is the reason why. Right, mm-hmm. right. Exactly, yeah. Now, I, I didn't want to marry a comic. That was like the last thing I was thinking for myself. Oh, I'm the same way. I it mean, nightmarish. When we started dating... <laughs> the face 
when we started dating, yeah. the, the whole thing was, I mean, I was a, a newer comic. I was a few years in probably. And that was the whole thing. You, you were all, especially among the guys, sure. such a guys club. You would say, and I was one of them, like, oh, I would never date a female comic. And I would like, never date a guy right. comic. Like, that would be the fucking worst, yeah. you know? And that was totally part of my, like, lexicon. I would sure. I would definitely, I would agree with somebody that said that. Mm-hmm. If you would say that, I'd be like, yeah, dude, that would, that would be a terrible idea. And then, you know, you start seeing someone, and you're like... You just start banging it out. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at that asshole! I don't even want to let my nuts out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm, you know, so. do, do you think you would ever want a relationship, or is it just not on the table for you right now? Um, I'm not going to say never. Life constantly surprised me. You know, things happen, but um, I could so see Yoshi mm. and meeting and dating mm-hmm. somebody and and like falling in love like it's going to be like latter like second half of life and mm-hmm. she's going to be the complete opposite of like his wild and crazy uh past she'll be younger than him and she'll just be like just in love with him and not think that all the crazy stuff he did is <gasps> shock she'll be right. like that was mm-hmm. yeah that was oh, that's how he maybe lived. a former prostitute what if, what if it's a girl who's given up, like she's maybe worked and now she's right. not going to do it? Because I know part of you, I believe, maybe maybe likes prostitutes. There's some there's something about them, obviously, that you enjoy. Because didn't you say you were friends? I'm, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of them. Right. Yeah. He sends like, them Christmas cards. Right. Yes. So that's, that's quite unusual. That's usually not what guys go to prostitutes for, right? But after a while, you know, especially the one I've seen for a while, like... You lose interest. No, no, no. It's not. That I, sometimes I go and see them, but we ended up not having sex. It's just when I like, talk to them for half an hour. I haven't seen them for a while, whatever. But, um, but I'm not. I don't get lonely. That's the problem. I think oh. I do. Like my friend Kelly Moran, he's passed. He passed away what eight years ago. He always to have to have someone in his life. Oh, I know people like that. And, and like I didn't. I didn't get it because. I could be I could be around with a bunch of people. Yeah, I could feel lonely. And there's yeah. times when I'm by myself, I don't feel lonely at all. Does that make sense? I Absolutely. Mean, yes, we're, yes. We are all we're all loners. Uh, the same. I, I'm not a. I mean, people always every week that I'm on the road. Are you you kind of like, learn to deal with that because I mean, it's not like you guys go on the road every week with the same place, right? No, you, it's different. You know, yeah. yeah, but I'm saying people always are like. What do you want to do now? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going back to my room. <laughs> yeah, me too. And they're like, but don't you want to hang out? And I'm like, no. no. But it's not because I don't like you. It's just that like I don't prefer to hang out. It doesn't yeah. give me. Sometimes it gives. It drains me more to hang out with people. It sure. takes my energy and it makes me more anxious. So I prefer to either be home with Tommy or alone with the dog, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Of all the years I've, I've been on the road with like Jim Norton, David Tail, uh, Russell Peters too, like a lot of times they just want to stay in their room and do whatever, watch TV or whatever. <laughs> I don't, mm-hmm. I don't go no, a tail like three p.m. Hey, let's check out a movie before the show. I've yeah. never done that. No, of course. I, I will never will. You know, but he's just, a loner dog for sure. Yeah, so it's Jim. Maybe he's with a tranny or something. I have no idea. <laughs> right? You know. Um, but uh, I tell you, I got to open for Jim Norton. What? I finally I worked with him. I opened for him in Austin. How was it? Awesome. It's all dudes. The audience is all dudes. But he's like the nicest, coolest guy. Please. I loved him. I have to say, Jim, not not to mention that being a great comic, we probably don't want to hear that. 
I have to say, out of the comic, he was, he is the most honest person I ever met. Mm. Scary honest. Like even when when I met him like nine years ago, he would tell me about the certain feelings he had for certain girl. We just met. Like he was so open and honest about yeah, it. Yeah. That kind of stuff is America's great. People are so much more honest over here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. And the reason why you know Japanese get the bad rap being crafty or sneaky or whatever, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Which is I understand. L- looking from your big round eyes, that's probably <laughs> you. Uh, what it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> but through our <laughs> sneaky, slanting, crafty oh. eyes. <laughs> the reason why people don't open up because for mo- I'm just because they need more pressure. That's really good. More pressure. They don't want to open up because they feel that um, whatever the they, whatever the problem they have, we feel that we're making our problem your oh, the sure. listeners. It's it's just very selfish thing to, to say. Oh right. So whatever is my suffering, it's it's not right that you suffer hearing what I have to say. I got so you. So they just keep themselves to themselves. Oh, get cancer and, and die. They die and. and um, <laughs> A lot of suicide because they uh, forget about psychotherapy. Right. No that, way. That shit's not going to happen. No uh, way. Because the chances are, people, you know, if you have terminal cancer, no one's going to judge you. But mm. if you have a mental illness, people don't talk about it. You know, right. they, they just think you're crazy. Well, isn't it an honor-based society? Like, if you, mm-hmm. you do something <clears throat> stupid in public, you don't just shame yourself. You shame your family, right? So isn't the idea to kind of keep everything under, under control? I'm glad you said that. Thank you. And um, I make good observations. Very good obser- observation. Thank you. Because most people live in the West. They live under guilt-based societies. Yes. Christian. Yes. Judeo-Christian. And most Asians are, are, are ashamed. Now, the big difference between the two, if I... Uh, is my, uh, whoa. Whoa. That's the wind. So when I say guilt, it's basically we live in the West, Judeo-Christian uh, code. Mm-hmm. So... You do anything bad, there's there's notion good and bad under uh, the Bible and the you know the Christianity. You did something bad, so you 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 wrong. You did something terrible in the eye of God. Mm-hmm. So it's like an individual moral issue. It's like you, you feel guilty because you did something terrible. Mm-hmm. In a shame society, it's basically everyone everyone knows their place in society. So if I did something bad, it's not just like I'm feeling bad. I did something wrong. I embarrass. My family. I embarrassed the company that I work for. I embarrassed the oh, the, the town. The I embarrassed the village. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's the shame. That's why a lot. I'm ethnically Korean, but I'm not a Christian. But most Korean people are Christian. I feel like they're the one that suffer the most because they they're Asians, so they live under guilt guilt society codes. Right. But because they're, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, because they're Christian, shame. they're guilt. Yeah. But they're Asian, so they live under shame. Oh, yeah. So they, they're getting devil whammy. Oh. And shame is, um, is, uh, is way worse than guilt. Way worse. Yeah. I but, mean, but imagine you playing football, but you play NFL football rules and football, European football rules. And like, right. there's too many fucking rules. Just pick one, but don't pick both. But you know? I, I heard, it's interesting you brought up game and sh- shame and guilt because I, we, I was actually watching a show that you were watching. I came Super Soul and, Sunday? Yeah, you were watching and I came and sat down and the lady was on Dr. There. Brene Brown. Is that who it is? Uh-huh. And she talked about... <laughs> Look like, at her face. I love the it. Super Soul Sunday. And she was talking about shame. Yes. And it was really interesting the way... Um, and I might... Uh, be off, so correct me, but she was saying that that um, you know real shame is so much worse because it 's something that you 
you bottle up and yes. you don't re- you don't let it out and that mm. shame just to, linger. Right. So she she gave a comparison of like like um it, for the on the shame versus guilt. Like guilt would be like you did something today while you were out and you're like somebody was like that was stupid. Um and then you came home and you told like your wife or your friend or whatever like I did something stupid today and you feel guilty about right. it, you know. Mm-hmm. But shame would be like somebody said that to you like that was stupid. And then you're like, I am stupid. You internalize, you internalize the, it. Yeah, you don't share, and you don't share. Oh, you don't. That's share. the big part. The big part of shame yeah. is that you don't share, so it stays in you. And I have to hand it to Catholic Church, even though there's a lot to criticize. Yeah, there, there's something to say about going to a dark room, and weekly, monthly, whatever you decide to um, talk to a priest. Confession. Confession. I do think that does help you. Very healthy. I think too to get that out. You're absolved. You don't have to carry the. Guilt. I remember going as yeah. a kid, and mm-hmm. you would always feel when I was still buying into it mm-hmm. much more as a, as a kid. That's the best feeling. Is like they'd be like, "Here's the bad things you did," and you would lock. You're like, "I I did do all these bad things," mm-hmm. but you get in there and you're like, "All I gotta do is say like four our fathers, and I'm done." Like, oh, it's the best. And you, that's and why Catholicism like, is the best. Yeah, but now you know. But by, by shame, they they don't have any option at all. Right, you're fucked. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. they don't talk about it. And oh, uh, never mind about death. psychotherapy. Mm. So suicide very high in Japan. Sure. Places like that. It's a yeah. death sentence for your soul. So, do you feel guilt or shame? I mean, now you're in the West. You see prostitutes. You do as you please. Do you do you feel an internal? I don't. Conflict? I don't. I don't understand why. Uh, you know, once you get a one hooker or five hundred or whatever it is, I, I don't. I don't really see a big difference after a while. But I don't know why when you have a girlfriend, you basically pay for sex. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I'm. I'm not justifying, but not necessarily money, but time and effort and things like that. And no money too. Money too sometimes. But I, I have to say. One thing I will say about myself that men typically, I have to say, we're very um, enterprising and devious when it comes to trying to trick women. We'll lie, <laughs> you know. Somehow, you your friends, 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 friend knows a rod or something, mm-hmm. but you kind of exaggerate, like, "Oh, I work for a rod," and like trying to impress women. Guys sure. will lie, of course, will lie, and 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 there's times you need to lie, but for pussy. I don't do that. It's just like, I'm sorry, but I am never going to put that kind of effort to get girl. It's not worth it. I you, agree, though. I think uh, you're I don't, being I, honest. I, I just think, I don't care who you are. Your pussy is not worth me lying about it. Right. I'd rather pay. I don't even have to listen. I don't even want to sit there and pretend to listen to you, your dumb stories. Now, there are other times when I meet a women, like yourself, interesting girls. I have honest conversation, but um, if I meet a girl that's annoying me, yeah, mm. it's just like, I'll be rude to them. Now, what about the ones that you find interesting? What happens? Uh, can you have sex with somebody that you have a connection with? I can. If I can't beat you up, I can't get hard. <laughs> oh, that's the black girl, right? Yeah. I'm sure... That's, <laughs> do you know that story? No, I love... Tell me. No, no, no. Tell I, I basically say... I'm, I'm usually not attracted to black women because for me to be attracted to any women, I have to know that I could kick the shit out of them. Okay. And I, th- I don't think I could beat up mo- a lot of black girls because they usually fight back. The black I've fought with black chicks. They will fuck you up. Yeah. I don't fuck with black girls. That- I would love to see Yoshi and black girls. <laughs> <laughs> I've had them as a hookers. Sure. Now, are you, oh, yeah, well, wait yeah. a minute. But you, I'm, okay, I'm confused here. So it's, you actually want to physically fight a girl? You want to beat some? Well, I mean, it's, 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 it doesn't on? seem, it doesn't seem very feminine when I know a guy, well, a couple things. I don't like girls with hairy arms. 
Mm-hmm. That kind like of like the top because, or the underarms. Well, I mean, I can't get hair. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Your hair it's is. embarrassing that the girls have more hair uh, on their face. You're than a me. cute, hairless little dog. <laughs> <laughs> but body hair thing it really freaks me out. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just ew, yeah. No, that's that. But that's legit. That's I mean, you legit. Have a, yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm not judging them. I'm not saying they're a bad person. It's just, right. It's just not. You're not aroused by that. No. No. It's, yeah. It freaks me out. Yeah. And um, um, but I have met girls that are like, God damn, this bitch could kick the shit out of me. <laughs> But that, that's I mean, hard. this bitch could beat me up. I am not talking shit. <laughs> of course, and then but that they look doesn't... like precious, right? Okay, precious looking. So, but that's something you just want to be stronger. You're not saying you want to physically hurt. No, I don't do that. No, I mean, oh, oh, okay. uh, that's why getting prostitutes guaranteed. Like, there's it's never going to be accusation of being like date rape, whatever. No, no I'm not just. I'm not. You know. Do you ever? Can you ever ask for extras? Like, do you ever go like, oh, but I want to choke you? Or something like that. Can you can you ever do you ever throw that out there, or is that even in the conversation of getting one? Like, can does that come up? Um, I ask because I, you. I, I will bring it up after having sex with her. Like, you could get a pretty good sense what she is into or not. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, like after sex, you're like, oh, like, um, like she she. I don't know where that comes from, but I. I um, Maybe hanging out with those perverts for the last 14 years in, in, in Porn Valley, you know? Like, well, when you set me up mm-hmm. with the um, some porn people, when I did that, I shot uh, a sizzle about a show. Oh, Christina Rose, was it? Yes. Yeah. And, and there were some other people, too. But the interest, one of the things I was interested uh, was like, hey, how did, like, what's the pre-scene conversation like? Yeah, and and they all told me about the do's and don'ts. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. this is what I'm cool with. This is what I'm not right. cool with. And I'm wondering, is that the same kind of thing that happens with a prostitute or no? Yeah, like you want to make clear. Yeah. Uh, one of the amateur mistake people make is um, pay the girl without not telling exactly what you want. Mm. Uh, then then you're you're in long, longer in position to negotiate because she's oh, gonna right. she's gonna give you what she wants you to give it to you. You know, right, right. Um, then you got to make it clear in the beginning. And there's times, girl, guys. This is a really big point. There, yeah. there are times where girls say because English is maybe their second language or they don't speak it. They just say yes, yes, yes to everything. Uh-huh. But after you pay them and, and start uh, trying to have sex with her, she said, "No, you can't do this or that." You know. Oh, then what do you do? You're like, "Bitch, I fucking told you." You can't really do anything. I mean, yeah, I, I remember maybe ten years ago, whenever I went to Amsterdam the first time, this girl said, "I don't know exactly what I wanted because I was still kind of new at it." Mm-hmm. She said she's going to do this and that, and she didn't do it. So I went to the local police station, complained about it. And, uh, <laughs> of course, they just told me, sir, we don't deal with that kind of problems, you know. You went to the police station. Because it's legal. Yeah, it's so when regular. it's legal, you could complain like... But well, what did you say to the police? <clears throat> uh, she said she's going to give me, you know, a five-minute blowjob. She didn't do that, and this and, and that. What did the cops <laughs> say? There's not a better business bureau for hookers or anything, right? <laughs> there so, should be. Um, I... I of course, if you would have met me 30 years ago when I was a kid, I am nothing like who I am right now. Mm-hmm. And part, part of it is I feel like, um, if, if I may be serious for a moment, mm-hmm. I, I meet so many Asian kids. Uh, I, I, I think uh, to another extent, my friend, good friend David Cho, I don't know if I ever mentioned him before. The, he's, is he an artist? Yeah, graffiti artist friend of mine. Um, he did a bunch of work for Facebook. I don't know, seven, eight years ago, instead of taking cash, he took a bunch of stocks, 
Oh my God. New York Times, he's worth like quarter billion or something like that. So his line's been kind of crazy the last year and a half. But I didn't know anything about him with money. Just like when I met Russell Peters, I didn't know anything about he's going to be rich. I, I like them because when I met them, there's something about them drawn me to them. They're just amazing people. I think, I think both of them are geniuses. Uh, so, but they, particularly, he's Korean-American. He does amazing thing with his life. And he admit all his problems. So do I. I just feel like most Asian parents, elders, they're, they're ashamed by people like myself and Dave. But I feel like we're helping the younger generation because now they could admit, like, look, somebody's admitting their personal problems. Right. You know, That's you know, good. Yeah. Because... It's it's a goddamn shame that you know it's bad enough they live in Asia and they can't they don't have an option to do that. Right. You're Asian Americans. You live in the freest country in the world. Mm-hmm. Don't be uh, chained to these old ways. Yeah. You could live your life no matter how much your parents put a pressure on you. So um, I, I get a lot of emails and uh, Facebook things where people they really appreciate the how you know. It makes it easier for them to talk about their problems, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying with with you're mm-hmm. seeing prostitutes. So, do you feel an internal? You you have to hear it. For instance, my mother was very critical of me growing up, mm-hmm. so I always have I have to fight hearing her negative, shitty voice in my head whenever something. Good Isn't it happens. hard whenever you're trying to do something new? Right. The 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 doubts or is popping up in your head. Right. Yeah. So that's my battle is to mm-hmm. fight her shitty voice in sure. my head. So I'm saying for you, do you have that somewhere in your, you know, it's in your fucking DNA where you, you do these things, you act as a Westerner, but then you have that choke chain of like, oh, this is shameful. This has to be bad. This has to be wrong. I, I, I do have a little bit of that, but I still eventually convince myself not to be chained down to it. But, yeah. but then again, I'm 44. It took me a long time not to really worry. I still do worry to some extent, but... It's shocking how how different I am, my mental attitude about that sort of things. I mean, I meet so many Asian American comics, and they're so afraid of um, bringing up controversial issue to their material and act. You know, and is it because of the parenting? I think parenting, but I think I don't think if you're in show business, you're you're basically saying me, 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 put, put attention on me, but right. The, but I don't think they want to have that kind of tension. I can't think any other Asian comic talk about stuff like that. Maybe Bobby Lee, to some extent, he talked about his uh, addiction problem, things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, did we talk about? Too, I mean, it's kind of in the in the same thing. I like mm-hmm. uh, and it, going back to like that, you know, the Asiana Airlines clip. Mm-hmm. How basically people are more accepting of jokes like that, you know, ridicule. Well, of Asians. Imagine if Jamaican airline crashed, and they make all kinds of funny African names. Oh yeah, and this and that. Man, rib th- sauce. Yeah, right. Well, crashed. Jamaican, they do like weed jokes, right? Yeah, right. Like, Me too high. Or yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't think African American group would to- tolerate that stuff. Hell no. They yeah, the NAACP. No, they won't tolerate it. I think we have a history of not want to cause problems, especially Japanese American during World War II. A lot of the parents made a decision not to teach Japanese to their kids. So if you meet a lot of um, Japanese American that doesn't speak any Japanese because yeah. their parents suffered the internment camp. They yeah. don't want their kid to be different from the rest of the group, mm. right? So they're so disconnect with their heritage, you know? right? Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm calling into the uh, MFC podcast tomorrow, which is hosted by two Asian guys, mm-hmm. 
And they pointed that out when when we played those clips. They were like, "Yeah, we laughed and everything was fine, but can you imagine if it had been black?" I was like, "No, because they're not going to do it because they yeah. know Asians are not going to complain mostly." So you know, when I say the N word or whatever, all this ridiculous. Now stuff, you're saying N word. Now you don't actually say it. I thought you used to just no, no. But it it <laughs> it's, it sounds funnier. I get away with it quite often because. What most people say, oh, he probably don't know what exactly what he's, what he's saying, saying. I got, or it's yeah. his second language, whatever. But um, you know what you're fucking saying. Yeah, I know what I'm saying, and I'm um, I don't really have a problem because I I've, I've done plenty of black rooms and all that shit that I have to hear about being Asian from audience and other comedians. I'm not justifying, but I just remember it goes both way too. Yeah. And I think people are quite taken back when Asian people talk back. It's changing Definitely. though. It's it's slowly changing. I think that's a. The entire reason that Aziz Ansari got um, famous is really that he is a guy who's presented against type. In other words, you see this diminutive, small, you know, Indian look brown dude. If you just never saw his face but just heard what he said, uh huh, you could, I could almost assume like it sounds like a young black person, right? Right, mm-hmm. but so, but when you see him and you're like, he's not mm-hmm. a black person. Sure, he and and culturally, what you what we're used to seeing from somebody that looks like him is not what he does. No, not at all. So that's a big. He a, looks like a Pakistani engineer. Yeah, right, he totally. Does. Right. So you know? the fact that he presents himself and does the comedy like he's basically an American kid. Right. Yeah. yeah. But so what he does, that's the appeal. Sure. You know, that's it's the against hook. Type. Yeah. yeah, it's totally against type. I mean, that's. That's essentially what um, Bob Saget did. Is um, you know mm-hmm. everybody, especially a lot of people didn't know he did stand up before. Sure, and then just his, like Joe Rogan, a lot of people thought he, did, right. he only did TV and radio. Sure, yeah. um, but with with Saget, his persona was Full House and the Dad. host of America's Funniest Home Videos, Guys, which so is much corny money. jokes. That yeah. asshole has, right. and he's the fucking so, unfunniest. His stand up is terrible. Uh, no, but America's Funniest Home. I mean, yeah. I feel bad the shit that he had to say. Remember those corny oh, yeah. ass jokes I written know. in between? But I meant afterwards. Oh, Full House, what a piece of garbage too. And he has so much Jeez. money. It really is a piece of garbage. <laughs> oh that show. God. Have it you watched an suck. episode of Full House? It does suck. Unwatchable. But the whole well, reason- it depends if you're watching it to masturbate. It's a different experience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember laughing to it. Uh, right. The reason I like All jerking right. off while licking my <laughs> having a girl licking my balls from my angle while she's licking my balls, I'm punching her fucking stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. But, so it sounds like you do have a little hostility there. Oh, wait a minute. Oh my god. We, we mm. there's two things we have to we can't forget. We didn't cover really what Tijuana was like. Mm-hmm. No. And I want to hear what Comic-Con was like. Okay. So and both. I have an, an, I have a question What's for Yosh as well. Do you sure. want to go? Go, you, go ahead. Want, well, I'm just, I'm, it's kind of an epilogue for our listeners to see. Sure. Last time you were in here, you came with your flow chart. Oh, yeah. You were, you were very yes. fired up against uh, these people you worked for, who we won't name for obvious legal reasons. And you were, you were very fired up. And now, how, those six months ago. Mm-hmm. You seem to be a much more together Yoshi. I'm still angry with him. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad you said it because there's a guy. You do seem happy. You seem uh, much better. There's a guy uh, named Rob Black. He used to own a company called Extreme Associates. And they made extreme stuff. Oh, really? He, kind of stuff? he and his wife, Lizzie Borden, mm. um, made a movie called Force Entry. Basically, it's a type of series where you guys break into a house and rape a girl. Uh-huh. And they basically say, 
Bush administration, come and get us. And they did. Fuck my stoma. (laughs) So he ended up going to, he and his wife went to prison for like a year or something. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh my God. And no one in the porn industry went out and protected him. Granted, it's extreme, Mm -hmm. but it's two or more consenting adults playing these fantasy roles, not even real rape. Right. It's in the interest of porn business to protect First Amendment. However despicable it is, and there might be comedians you might not like. Of course. But you need to protect First Amendment. Yeah. So they abandoned this guy. And Rob Black, some people say he might be a little crazy, but I have to say he's very honest. Mm Mm-hmm. Last three months or so, he's been on the on uh, his radio show slash podcast Monday through Friday, one to three p.m. or something like every day. every day every day, and he is saying shit that I was saying. He hates the same guy. Mm. I can, I'm not going to mention your name names on the show because I, I don't know if it's a problem. I, I don't mind saying it. No, you can say it. You can okay, say it. so the guy who fired me, the evil angel, Christian man. Uh, he's a backstabbing bastard. Rob Black's been tell- talking shit about him, my former boss, John Stalliano, uh, a.k.a. Buttman. But not to mention all... Oh, Buttman, I, I know that. He does Europe. Yes. Buttman does, uh, does it all. Yeah. Fuck my stoma. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, as a pornographer, he's, he's great. <laughs> Buttman, right? Mm-hmm. So Rob Black, for those of you who want to hear just crazy, controversial stuff, Rob yeah. Black is just literally pointing fingers at all the different porn company mm-hmm. and talk about all the illegal shit that they're doing right now. So this guy's kind of fighting your crusade is what you're yeah, saying. He's but on he's your going, team. But he's attacking everyone. It's a great radio. It's crazy. But a lot of the stuff he talk about, absolutely true. Does he still make film? I, I think so. Um, I'm, I'm going to be interviewing his wife soon, Lizzie Borden. And uh, as you know, that name is yeah. familiar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very famous. <laughs> she, she killed her family. So, um, so she took that stage it's name. A sweet name. So I'm still angry with him, but right now I I'm, I I have to take care of um, you know my work and stuff like that. But I will go back to it because they're not going to get away with what they did. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, well, let's take that mm-hmm. to uh, Comic Con. You were in Comic Con. You did shows, and you do some shows with Red Band, like some Death Squad shows and stuff. That was last Friday and okay. Saturday. Great shows. Um, it's great crowds down there, right? Joe Rogan's uh, Red Band's Death Squad crowd. The best. The best. They're great. Uh, fanatical fans. So that was great. That was Friday and uh, Saturday. Then th- day before that, Thursday, first day of Comic-Con, I did a panel for Chris Gore, who used to have a show called... Attack of the Show. On, on G4 with Olivia Mung, and he has a podcast called Podcrash. And I'm doing a lot of uh, projects with him right now. Uh-huh. So it was me, Stephen Kramer Gleckman, uh, Adrian Curry. America's Adriana Curry. Adriana Curry. I've watched her too on some reality show with her and her She's husband. She's fantastic. Yeah, they're divorced now. No, yeah. really? Did mm. they have a kid? No. I remember she wanted a child. Oh, well. That was the guy from the Brady Bunch. The yes. Brady Bunch. The they got divorced? One. Yeah. Okay. Wow, so bad. you guys are on a panel together. We were supposed to talk about Star Wars. Okay. Then Chris brought up a subject matter that we were talking privately. I didn't know we were going to talk at it in front of three or four hundred people mm. in the panel. Uh-huh. I hate that. So he put me to spot, so I talked about it. So what we were talking about before was women's interest in rape fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not suggesting any means just because women have fantasy and rape doesn't mean they want to get raped. It's just right. a fantasy that they it's think fantasy. about. It's yeah. just a think about. And you have a theory on it you, you were presenting, right? I, I do think, you know, um, 
Oh boy, this is complicated. I ho- I ho- Listen, I, let's just preface this by saying I think anytime anybody hears the word rape, they mm. panic immediately. Yeah. Uh, so just know that. Yeah, I just say people, people go bananas. Of when course, they hear the word but he's rape. he's recounting what what they did. No, I know, but I I, I I I'm I'm working on a project with a professor, well, former professor at Boston U named Ogi Olgas wrote, wrote an amazing book. Mm. I read it like four times. A Billion Wicked Thoughts. It's an amazing book. A Billion Wicked Thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that book promoted on a show, and it was a, it, they collected all the, the sexual information. From internet search. Internet searches for oh, that's everywhere. Great. Yeah. I, I remember this book. Because traditionally, when you, the Kinsey did a big one in the 50s. Right. Basically, how do you study sexuality and desire? If you're a professor, you take small pool of sample, which is college students. Mm-hmm. But you, but he did it in fifties. They're basically upper middle class, waspy white people, mm-hmm. and that's a very small sample of group of people to uh, interesting research. And when you talk to people about sex, most people are not very honest. Right. I, I think I'm more honest than most people, and Jim Norton's even more honest than I am. But you're not going to get accurate study on human sexuality, both men and women. But there's one area that you could do that finally is through internet search. Because when people know that they're not being monitored, they go nuts and they mm. just check whatever they want to check. Mm-hmm. And you know how the guys are. Whatever I'm into, and if you're not into Tom, my attitude is like, you're a sick fuck. Right. Vice versa. Right, right. Whereas women, it's interesting, women tend to don't have that kind of individual freedom. They usually consult with their female friends. Like, my boyfriend's into this. What do you think? Does your boyfriend do this? Yeah. Women kind of have to have a little bit of consensus, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of stuff Ogi is talking about. So anyway, he he does talk about women exploring rape fantasy. And how do they do it? Most women read romance novels. Because pornography to men, what romance novels are to women. Because mm-hmm. women really it doesn't arouse them much as much. pornography right, right. because they're not that visual they have to go through psychological experience experience yeah. well what about 50 shades of gray now that snm phenomenon but again now. that's written for you it's written right it was created through fan fiction which is a big part of things Ogie talk about mm. and what is fan fiction it's basically when um independent writers write a stories of famous stories like Fifty Shades was created because this, uh, the writer of that book was a big fan of Twilight. So mm-hmm. she'll write stories about, you know, the vampire and the werewolf having homoerotic experience. Mm-hmm. Women like that, not because they're, they, they're into gay men, but they like the psychological connection those two men are having. Mm-hmm. So Fifty Shades was basically fan fiction version of Twilight. Then later on, she wrote this character in Seattle, just like Twilight. Mm-hmm. So there, there are... Um, certain psychological things that um, women are looking for and romance novels uh, cater to that. Mm-hmm. So the language that they use for vampire novels where women are getting raped, basically, you know, it's ravish her, suck her blood, fly into her bedroom, middle of the night, seduce, yeah. and all that stuff. If I did it, I'll be considered a rapist. But somehow, because it's paranormal, yeah. it's not considered a rape, but women could explore it through vampire werewolf novels and things like that. So anyway... It's an interesting theory. Yeah, well, but, I was, yeah, I was huge in Anne Rice books mm-hmm. when I was a goth teenager. And if you look at the I language... I loved it. Yeah, women love vampire stuff because... Um, There's a loss of... It's a control. It's a power thing, right? Which mm-hmm. is that? The yeah. vampire comes in the middle of the night. Right. You are powerless against sure. what he's about to do to you. 
Right, and, and you're not a whore because you didn't have any. There's uh, no culpability. Right? Yeah, right. so it, it meets all this uh, sexual things that they want to explore, but they're not at fault at it. Yes, just like young girls, very young girls are into Justin Bieber's, right? <laughs> That's yeah, of course. Because they're young enough and have this sexual feeling, but chance of any of those girls meeting Justin Bieber is never going to happen. It's a safe so they way don't to explore it. Thank you. Yeah. See, women always get that because those are such a prominent people; they're never going to meet them. So. Back of their head, they know they don't have to explore because they're scared. Right, right. But also, I think mm-hmm. the vampire and the S and M thing—it's mm-hmm. also a way to explore darker themes of death, yeah. mortality, fear, being overwhelmed. But, anyways, I, I agree with you to some extent. There is maybe a parallel. In a that. parallel. Sure. I can see that. I, and I myself don't have a rape. I'm not conscious of a rape fantasy, mm-hmm. but I can see how it's very similarly structured. And Edward Collins, the main vampire. It's in a very, feminine, fey. It's very <laughs> appealing to women for so many reasons. <laughs> yeah. Because nothing makes women more desire for men who has been desired by every woman, but he only have attention for that woman. Oh, yes. It's like wonderful. having a job. It's easier to find another job when you have a job. Right. Nothing is more appealing to a woman, a single guy. Right. They're not. A married, yeah, married guy. Also, he, like, he like is 100 years old. He's 100 years old, but he has the strength and body of a 17-year-old stud. Oh, That's yeah. what I'm talking about. So that he has the confidence of that. Mm. And, and women attract to alpha male. Mm-hmm. And Edward Collins, what uh, Ogi Oga is called coconut. Mm. Dark and hairy outside, mm. but sweet and gooey inside Ooh. that women that's why women attract to serial killers because they think mm. they're the one who could open the soul of these uh, right. crazy I, people I can find the key, the key to his heart mm. I will penetrate his crazy skull and get inside of him See, no. she doesn't care if the alpha male is mean and cruel and kill other people as long as they're nice to you right right see right. I'm the one able to open right. that secret sweetness oh. so Edward Collins the vampires has it has it's why Ogiko's um Erotical optical illusion, hmm. just like men are attracted to shemales because it's, it's hmm. erotical optical illusions. There's something about shemales that people, uh, men, are attracted to. Mm. They don't it's, know. It's mm. the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, it's logical actually to me. And women do not search penis in Google. It's always men, heterosexual men and really? gay men. Yeah, because it's not that we're interested in penis. We're anticipating. The reaction that women will have to large penis—that's that's, why. Oh, that's so interesting. interesting. I I so much enjoy that in uh, pornography. That's why we're like, it's a big cock. This chick's gonna love this big cock. But I prefer to watch the reveal, mm. Re- the, the reaction, right? And and that's why you know when whenever women <laughs> does description penis, it's not very specific. It, you know, it's in a romance novel. Things like. You know, Sebastian was full of passion. The blood, <laughs> blood, the blood flowed through his right, member, right. whatever. So but he never talk about the size, length, girth, and taste of the deck. Nothing. It's no. always men. Guy like me and Tom, when we type in the middle of the night, like little white chick, big black monster decks, because <laughs> we want to see women's reaction to deck. That's why right. she-male stuff, Interesting. she-male stuff, it's attractive to men because top four body parts the men search internets are tits, mm. ass, feet, and penis. Mm. That's why Shimo have every one of those elements. That's why when the Jim Norton of all these years, he's the one, it's such a pioneer. There's nothing gay about it because gay men do not like Shimo at all. 
do not like That's it at all. That's a good point. They That's do not. not a gay male fantasy. No. Not at all. Mm-hmm. We, we watch female stuff. Well, I watch female and worked on female movies because it has all those four parts that men are always looking for. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an optical illusion, except it's an erotic optical illusion. Mm-hmm. So, Ogi, I'm, I don't want to get detailed because I'm still working stuff with him, but I highly recommend that book because every sexual desire and question you have about why women prefer this and why men prefer that, he revolutionized that study. Mm-hmm. I've been in this business for 14 years and I was just stunned by his explanation. What's it called? A Billion? Uh, a, a Billion Wicked Thoughts by Ogi, O-G-I, Ogas, O-G-A-S. Oh, a Billion Wicked Thoughts. Cool. I like to read that. It's, are, it's a fascinating yeah. book and it's, it's, it's based on one billion internet search. How Jesus. cool. Now, how many of those searches are goofs though? Because I know Tom and I like to send each other shitty pictures of stuff, and mm-hmm. I'll just Google like midget. Here's the thing. Gay. If I see a guy walking down the street, I can't possibly predict what that guy person's into. But once you have over 100 million or one billion internet searches, yeah, you, you see a pattern. Yeah. yeah. There's an undeniable. But uh, how do they match up? I wonder, like, when, when you talk about that, how do they know whose search is coming from? A straight man yeah, or a, a gay woman. man or a woman. He'll explain, I, I forgot, but he explained in the book he, the same pattern in, in Chinese internet search, in Russia, it's Japan. All. They can do that in China? Yes. They can uh, search Google? Well, I mean, they, they, he figured, because all his backgrounds in neuroscience, he worked for Homeland Security. So he, he did a wonderful, um, and, and his academic partner, Saika Dam, they wrote this yeah. paperwork. I mean, they, this work. But, um, I read I read it in uh, Washington Journal like three years ago. I was just blown away because mm. I have a gut feeling why some people are into it. I never had a scientific explanation why people are into it. That's pretty He brought cool. science. So I interviewed him for my podcast for like two hours too. You did? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a fascinating guy. So what I like about that book because there's many people and I feel nothing but sympathy where they have fetish for certain things but they're afraid to talk about it. Of course. And they're suffering dark things. They're weirdo. But once they see that there's 100 million internet search for feet. They're not a weirdo anymore. Right. We have to such a superstitious attitude about sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's sure. terrible. And, you know, 1890, uh, subdivision of physics, radiology, you know, since 1890s, they've been discovering, you know, for cell phone, DVD player, and all these discoveries, right? In the sexual studies, they're, at, they're still asking the same fucking question because mm-hmm. people think you're pervy if you ask those kinds of questions. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the judgment, that's the, only, that's the drawback of the guilt-based society Absolutely. is that you have to feel shame and weirdness about yeah. everything that's unchristian. That's why I love it when comics does porno jokes, they do pedophile jokes, sex jokes, because once you could laugh about it, finally people could start talking about it. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I think whenever something happens to comedians, I feel bad because I think we don't get enough... I'm not saying money, but appreciation because I think a lot of the comics that I like doing a great work, important work, to talk about things that is controversial, mm-hmm. you know? Because once we make it funny, you, we're making it easier for people to talk about. Yeah. yeah and I'm a big supporter of it. I'm a big supporter of guys, both of you guys, uh, David Tell, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, Norton, for sure. Anyone who talks, uh, Huge, dies, awesome. it's just like they're doing God's work, I'm, I'm, which sounds silly because I'm atheist. But anyway. Um, no, I, I get you, man. Yeah, so I, I like that. Um, what, you want me to go back to Tijuana? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but there was a story with Adrian Curry. Right? Oh, Did oh you yeah. Want to get yeah, there? yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So while I'm talking about the rape theory, she goes, I was raped. Oh, boy. 
Oh of course, I'm instantly hard because <laughs> because it's terrible. But I I just think guys being dishonest. Not every guys, but I just think it's of course it's terrible. But something about those rape stories. I mean, I don't know. It arouses you. It, it arouses guys. Not <laughs> everyone, but I talk about this with Ogi. He said, like that's a natural reaction. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, you can't necessarily. I mean, I I think a lot of people don't realize that. You're being very honest by saying that, and you're not advocating. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not advocating at all. And Laura Logan, who was in Arab, uh, Arab Spring, Cairo, she's yeah. one of the uh, announcers yeah. for uh, 60 CBS, Minutes. Yeah. Beautiful, big, I mean, uh, she's got huge, huge tits, tits yeah. beautiful face. And you heard, like, terrible. You don't want to hear her getting six year old assaulted. But without me thinking, my mind went there. Mm-hmm. You know, I just mm-hmm. imagined her big, milky tits sticking out. Right. Okay, nice yeah, Nefertiti and right. whatever. But so uh, what you're saying is you're aroused sexually. Listen, we're all aroused by things that yeah. like when, when, sometimes confuse us. Yeah, but are I talk, socially unacceptable. Unacceptable, but I mean, but for whatever reason, I, I'm always going to go further than society allowed. Just enough for that. Sorry, I got to turn this off. Yeah, it's, it's it is too hot, hot in here. In here yeah. Did the story make you hot? Oh my god, Very I'm so much. aroused by oh this rape god. fantasy. Fuck my stoma. <laughs> Would you be interested in having sex with a stoma? Um, I, when I used to smoke, and now I can put your dick. Pharmaceutical company tried for years trying to make women's version Viagra. It never worked. Why? Just because the blood flow down there, because women have to be psychologically aroused. Men do not. Right? We could fuck women we have no feelings for, know anything about them. That's not difficult for men because we're visual and our body reacts to that. And, yeah. and anyone who says otherwise, they're not being honest in my opinion. But women have to have... Wait, both. but I, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, mm-hmm. after the uncomfortable silence on Comic-Con... Were you guys able to like? How did what happened after? Well, the- I mean, I I didn't say I was. I should have said it because it would have been funny. <laughs> that might not have gone over well. It, it, it would have been funny, but but um, I I feel like I got blindsided because Chris knew he was going to ask me that question. I didn't know, and right. he, he knew she got raped. Wow. It put me in that really spot. I mean, it's it's really funny. It's ruthlessly funny. But it was really awkward because there's kids in there, and I'm talking about rape fantasy, and somebody said that she got raped, and like, you know. Yeah, so what happened next, though? I mean, did you guys... I bounced it back down at the end of the um, uh, panel. We brought some... Uh, I made a joke about, you know, how goofy some people dressed up in desert costume or whatever. Yeah. So big, uh, big, big laugh, but it was really uncomfortable at the beginning, you know. Okay. Yeah. I think that was history. First time in history at San Diego Comic-Con, somebody actually talked about rape and <laughs> said they got raped. Great. Yeah. Well, I'm sure That's the kids will come back breaking. next year for that for your talk. Um, <laughs> so Jews are funny. Will you um, talk about you went? Did you go down? You said you went to Tijuana every yeah. night while you were down. There? If you're gonna go down there, highly yeah, recommend. Highly recommend. Okay, so first of all, do not fear the drug war. The cartels do not want to fuck with gringos. Last thing they need is have some Americans getting killed in Mexico, bring U.S. authorities pressure on Mexicans. So don't worry about that. So basically, you, when you walk across the border at San Ysidro, which is the last town before Tijuana, you cross the border, and you'll see a taxi and say one of the two things. Please take me to Hong Kong Club mm-hmm. or Adelita Club. They're like within a half block of each other. Those are the two best. Hong Kong Club and? Adelita Club. Okay. Adelita Adelita? Adelita? Yeah, there we go. Um, there are the two strip club slash brothels that you okay. could go. And um, and it's amazing. when Most people, when they think about Mexican, if you're not a Mexican person, 
you think Mexican people look like the guys standing in front of Home Depot. Mm-hmm. That's not true. They have a wide variety of different kind of Mexican people. Native Amer- <laughs> Why is that funny? Because <laughs> this is funny. So- so silly. It's cute that you say that. No, but no, I know because I grew up in the, LA. There's the, tons of different Mexican styles. Well, I didn't really pay attention. That uh, I got. What did you hookers. think? What did you think Mexicans just just like the guy that cleans your backyard, like short mustache, no, no. Uh, yeah, sombrero. When I, because when I see a, a, a like African American, <laughs> uh, African Mexican, I just think that person black, not Mexican. Right, right. Mm. Or a white person is just white. Right, I didn't make that big jump until I went to Mexico and fucked those ladies. So, um, <laughs> like 2008, when it, when you look at the uh, Chinese Olympics mm-hmm. and they're saying showing different ethnic groups, I was blown away. Like I thought they were all, all Han Chinese, but there are so many different ethnic groups that I, I was blown away. Like there, Ugiars are the one that live in Western China, and there are Muslims. Mm. They look more um, Eurasian. They don't look nothing like Chinese. Right. So I was surprised. Like, there's actually a variety of ethnic groups, even in China. Even in China. Yeah. yeah I didn't know that either. Um, so wait a minute. So you go to your club, either club, and then it's just on. You walk in. You're like, you? There's like a lot of girls dancing around, and uh, they're trying. You know, they could make money by sitting next to you. You buy them drinks, and they could cut out that drinks. You could go to a Hong Kong club where girls could give you a lap dance and they get cut of that money too. But most of the money they make is when they take the guy upstairs to a hotel, you know, you pay, I don't know, between 13 to $16 for the hotel room for half an hour and you pay the girl between 60 to 80 bucks. Oh, it's pretty well, reasonable. It's not bad. Yeah. That's bad. comparable yeah. to Europe, and isn't it? Were they attractive women? They're attractive and sometimes mediocre looking or uh, uh, awful looking. <laughs> Like, if you get there late, like, 6 or 7 in the morning, all the good ones have left. They already made the sure, money. Sure. You only see monsters working there, you know? Mm. But, um, <laughs> but, but you, 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 you have to talk to them, you know? Because, once again, there's certain girls you, get, you feel sexual energy or they seem more honest than others. But, um, but, and there are a variety of looks. There's, yeah, that was shocking part. Like, yeah. there's, like... Caucasian looking Mexican girls, so white. Other ones like looks really dark. Other ones like Native American looking, and there's others look like biracial. Mm-hmm. So they do have wide variety of different looking Mexican people that I wasn't aware of. So you put it out there though. You had some fun. You got your your dick wet, and you had what three or four different girls. Let me see. I went Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday. I went Saturday too, but I got there late, and it was the worst. Saturday? No, no. If you if you if you get out of there too late, like fuck, Friday morning, it took me three and a half hours to cross the border. Oh no! Oh yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible. You want to get in like maybe eight, nine, ten o'clock at night mm-hmm. and leave around two a.m. That's still early enough. No one's staying in line to get in back in the states. Now, wow. Sidebar, Yoshi. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done the prostitution thing in Thailand? I've never been to Thailand. Well, I just saw this wonderful documentary called, um, it's called Whore's Glory. It's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And they cover prostitution in three different countries. You've got to see this movie. You've got to watch. I'm dying for you to see this now. They do in Mexico, Mm -hmm. not Tijuana, some other small border town, I think near Texas. Sure. Where it's like a neighborhood and the guys drive in this neighborhood and the girls all have rooms, kind of like in Amsterdam where it's just a room. And then you go in there and then you negotiate with her. But Thailand has a system. There's a place called the Fish fish to, fish tank or fish bowl and the girls just have a number on their chest sure. right and they all sit behind glass and the guys go in and you talk to the pin some really hot ones there too man okay relax what i'm telling them like, relax tom Anyways, but you have to make sure it's it's a girl too in thailand yeah but this was a girl these spot. were chicks yeah, yeah. 
And so you just kind of point, and then sure. they call her down the microphone, and you guys go upstairs. It looks very hygienic. Sure. Very cool. Like, you credit card, bada boom, bada bing. The girls are serviced, and the guys are serviced. It's like very cool. No, I'm saying of the three that they profiled, the best looking by far, the be- I and the, thought. And the best conditions for the women, I think, Thailand. Thailand. I can't believe you haven't done Thailand. Yeah, yet. it seems like in your, in your I, wheelhouse. I, I, that one, I have to... I worry because, um, like Tijuana, a lot of tourists go there. It's pretty good at monitoring. Mm-hmm. At they're trying to make sure the girls are 18 for sure. Mm-hmm. They don't have a problem with the government. The borderline thing, uh, I don't know about that. I, I don't trust them because... Have I ever been like so a girl, 15, 16, 17 year girl attractive? Yeah. Like I would even think like, yeah, she very fuckable. You just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Those thoughts that pop up. I don't trust Thailand and those borderland places. For age? Mm. Age thing, for sure. Um, Europe, you never have to worry about. But they're big difference. Like, I don't know if I like Asian girls because they're too submissive. I kind of not like that. Mm. Out of, out of those groups of women you were talking about, Asian, Latina, and uh, European girls, I would have to say Asian girls are the most submissive out of, out of all. And you don't like submissive? Not really. Not like mm. that. But you could really beat the fuck out of an Asian girl. <laughs> that's true. So that's but not, not, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, they could block. They, they might have no martial art. <laughs> you could really? I, I like women's pussy and asshole. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah. Is that the best part? <laughs> pussy or asshole, though. And... Oh, and, and and not work. But in Europe, they have too much hooker mentality. They're just so mechanical. Business, and, business. And they're just looking at yeah. clock. Yeah. I, I think Mexican girls, some of them are very sweet. You just have to f- find the right one. Now, did you get a special blowjob there? I saw this in the documentary. Mm-hmm. One yes. of the oldest whores in, in Mexico. She said she, she brings a guy and she gave the most blowjobs of any other whore that day. And was mm-hmm. the best. The best at giving blowjobs. Yeah. This was her secret. She brings you in, mm-hmm. and she has an ice cube in her mouth, so right. she gives you the ice cube blowjob, yeah. spits the ice cube out, shoves it up your butthole. I haven't done that yet. Yet. Hmm. <laughs> but do you want to? Does it sound appealing? No, I mean, it's, no, it's not appealing to me. She, You've says, asked she says they ejaculate like, do- like goats very quickly, very, she says. It's a very good blowjob. Um, and sometimes if you have a stinky pooper, though, she'll bleach your asshole. She'll put bleach on a rag. Now, you have you asked... I like I like the girl, the last girl that I had in Tijuana, because she'll take you to sink and wash your dick. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I kind of like that. Right before you get started? Yeah. yeah she should. I, now, feel like, I feel like that I'll, should it's ca- be. It's kind of like when you're getting a haircut and they wash your hair first. Right. Then they that's a great <laughs> analogy. <laughs> that's, that's extra service right now, there. But is. don't they in Amsterdam, because they have a sink in their, in their room, right? You think that, that that would be mandatory? Like, if you're going to put your dick in my mouth, you should wash it. But they it. put a condom on. Oh. But, but I like this girl because she, not only she washed it, then she put a condom. It does make me think she's more careful about herself. Yeah. And that's good. Good. But when I meet a hooker that say, oh, don't worry, I, you don't have to put a condom. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's bad news. I think like, ooh, what else does she do? You know? But do you put it on then or no? I'll, I'll put it on, especially with something like that. Um, if you, have you ever asked for your ass to get eaten by a prostitute? No, but this one, the Mexican girl used to do that. And even like, so you might be... I didn't even ask. Really? She did She must really like me. Yeah. I'm not one of those delusional guys going to strip club. Oh, she must like me. No, but this one, um, she's gone now. So you, but you've never asked for it. You never requested No, she did it. Right, yeah. but I'm saying aside bonus. from that, you never... No. But she's gone now? She's dead? 
No, no, no. She oh. went. <laughs> no, she's not dead. <laughs> oh. She was actually going to school and stuff, and oh. I think she made enough money. In ass pay. eating? Is that what she's getting her degree in? <laughs> now, did she eat your ass for more money, or it was just part No, of it was just she did it because... Wow. Hmm. And she didn't even uh, check if you see if you have a kind of a gamey ass. She just went for it, huh? Yeah. I bet. He, I think yo, she's clean, though. Like, I bet he's pretty I don't, clean. I don't, you don't look smelly to me. I mean, I, I like, he's hairless. I like to take a shower before I go. I mean, oh, you do. Okay, so you show up pretty nice clean. That's you. nice. Yeah, you treat those girls right. Look, we got. I, I, I respect prostitutes. I, mean, I, I know people think I'm. Just, so do I. I. I have a lot of respect for them. Oh yeah, man. I think it's important to have it because when you look at places like fucking Cairo, when uh, Laura Logan got assaulted, a lot um, unemployment is so high. They don't have jobs. They don't have jobs. They don't have money. They don't have money. They can't have a place mm-hmm. of their own. If they don't have a money and position in a position in society, they can't get married. If they can't get married, they're not going to fuck. That's why they're so angry, right? I mean, I, I know it make it. I make it so sound so silly, but if men do not get a regular amount of sex, they get really cranky and just well and terrible. I agree, but and, also and, women mm. need a way to make money in these countries where they have no options. Sure. If you look at a poor girl born yeah. in Bangladesh, mm-hmm. an orphan on the streets, sure. what options is she going to have? Very little. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. So you may as well regulate it, make it safe and clean for everybody and mm-hmm. then it's a win-win. I agree. Right? And I do think that it should it like the regulating part should take place, the monitoring the hell should take place and they should just let guys who are who can't get laid and have or are just uh, hobbyists or whatever, mm-hmm. be able to do that and keep everybody happy. Yeah, you know? I don't know why society pretends like it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's the problem when you ignore it. You've said a lot of things this show. We have to get out of here. We have to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to leave the world with? You say a lot of things. Some things offend people. Some things hit people the wrong way. Give your give your thought of the day before we wrap the show up. Um. I think true when, whenever I talk to Norton and Russell Peters, no matter what you say, as long as your intention wasn't malicious, I think you could say whatever you want. Even, even, even a terrible word, racial words and whatnot. I, yeah. I think it's okay. Um, I just hope that um, I think we're, we're, comedians are the first defense to have these kinds of conversations because once you could laugh about it, I think you could talk about it. And then uh, I, I don't think comics... Do not get enough credit for it. It's a shame. These stupid actors, I don't give a shit no. about them. I, I, I give so much more credit for comedians because what we do is uh, very so much more interesting. Very important. And I think our comedy is superior to the rest of the world because, because we're allowed to talk about some crazy shit. True. Yep, agreed. Um, agreed. Last thing is, if, if, if I may, um, <laughs> I want people to download my app, Yoshi Didn't. You could buy it at the Apple Store. I have an app for it. And, it's called uh, Yoshi Didn't. Mm. Yeah, app. And uh, people to listen to Yoshi Din podcast, but also um, I work a lot with Chris Gore, uh, Pod Crash, and uh, you guys should have him on the show, and you guys should do, do his show. Love to. Um, he's fantastic. Okay, he, set it up for me. Yeah, I'll definitely set it up, and uh, he's great. So um, I, I'd like to thank Chris Gore for helping me during San Diego Comic Con, and hopefully you guys come next year. Yeah, it'd be fun, man. We would love to have you guys on the panel. Um, right. That'd be fun. Um, in September, I'm going to Atlanta for Dragon Con, another nerd convention. Mm. Awesome. Wet Chris Gore. That's it. Um, thank you, Yoshi, for coming. Thanks, Yoshi. That's Follow awesome. Yoshi on Twitter at Yoshi Obayashi. Yobi, Yoshi Obayashi. Listen to Yoshi Didn't, the mm-hmm. podcast. Get <laughs> the Yoshi Didn't. Name. Thank you. App. 
Uh, yeah, check out all his stuff. It's fantastic. Thank you for coming on again. No, thank you, guys. I mean, you, Thanks, you guys Josh. made podcasting really fun for me. Good, man. We love having you on. We so please you, come buddy. on again. Uh, follow Christina at Christina P. I'm at Tom Segura. And um, are you taking off? You're leaving, and we'll see you again soon. You come back soon? Yeah, I should be back next week. Okay. All right, cool, buddy. Right. I eat the ass and pussy all the time. I got nothing. <laughs> I hate my voice. I hate mine, too. Here we go. I'm not going to do that.